Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word which he has given to us for instruction and in righteousness this morning is from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 1, 2 and also 6 through 9. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of our fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statues and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For whatever reason we may call upon him, and what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all his law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself, and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Why a Christian school? Why send your kids to a Christian school? Why spend your money and your time to support a Christian school? Why strive for this goal? There are many who would say that, well, you have the church for teaching God's word and public school for teaching math and language. Why do you need both in one place? Paul reminds us in 1 Timothy 4.8, Godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Paul reminds us that it is true that God's word, his primary focus, his greatest concern is the salvation of our souls and the life which is to come. Nevertheless, that does not mean that God's word is without its blessings and benefits for the things of this earth as well. Its godliness is profitable, having promise for the life that now is, Paul reminds us. And in particular, our text this morning lays before us three blessings which God promises through his word and which he particularly ties to Christian education when he reminds us to therefore be diligent in teaching our children these things. Verse 6, This is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these things first blessing that God promises is wisdom. What is wisdom? Well, I think in general we recognize as wise those people who are, to, are able to anticipate and prepare, who are able to make right choices before the time comes and therefore save themselves uh, problems in the future. Somebody who is able to invest uh, their money and their savings 
in long-term and stable ways is probably considered wise, at least with regard to financial matters. When we get our brake pads changed before they run out completely and ruin our rotors, that would also be considered wise, which if the sound my car was making yesterday is any indication I failed to do. Wisdom requires knowledge, understanding, patience, and ability to look ahead. And there are many different ways in which the world pursues wisdom. One way would be to try and gain all knowledge so you know, might know and be able to guess at those things which are to come. Another way might be to learn who is a good example to follow and who you can trust to make wise decisions and then follow their lead. The best and perfect way would be as if we could, if we could try out a decision and go forward and see where it leads and then jump back in time and make a, a better decision if it doesn't work out, then we would really look wise, of course, and never making any mistakes in our life. You might think, well, that's cheating a little, but you certainly look wise, at least. Unfortunately, of course, we can't do that, but we do have something even better. We have God's Word. God's Word, which is a guide to the right path. For Proverbs 2, 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. God promises in our text that those who hear his word and do what he says, and that's what we, we say after every reading, every morning, every Sunday morning, blessed are those who hear God's word and keep it. Those who hear and do what he says, God's word warns us, don't go down that path. Danger, Will Robinson, right? This isn't the right path. Take this path instead. And in so doing, gives us wisdom. <coughs> if we actually listen and, and do what he says. Keeps us from making foolish choices that can lead to disaster in our life. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What does this mean other than that when we lay aside faith in ourselves to make the right choices and instead lean on God, I'm going to trust your word, I'm going to trust that you know what is right and what the right path is, we gain wisdom. Not a wisdom that comes from our own understanding, but a wisdom that comes from God's understanding. And a wisdom that is available then to all, no matter how smart or foolish we ourselves may be. The Lord gives wisdom even to the foolish, right? If they are willing at least to listen and understand. This is the first blessing that God promises in our text that comes through his word. Any school can teach our kids math and how to read and write, and thus, to some degree, prepare them for life in our society. But it's only God's word that can give true wisdom. The paths, the methods that the world tries out to try and find wisdom in this way or that way ultimately fail, but God's word leads us safely through our life. Any school can give math. God's word gives true wisdom. Of course, that requires that we actually listen, understand, and do what God says, which we don't always do. And even when we do think we're listening to God's word, problems arise and occur. 
And so God continues in verse 7, For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? The Lord not only promises wisdom through his word, but also strength. His strength. The strength of a God who is always by our side in all problems, in all difficulties. You know, the first time I ever went skydiving, I had to sit through a four-hour lecture about what to do and what not to do. And I was paying close attention because my life literally depended upon it, right? Taking notes, trying to remember everything they said to me. But even when I really wanted to pay attention and remember, it's hard to remember four hours worth of lecturing, especially in the few minutes when you're jumping out of a plane. The lecturers know that, and so they don't let you jump out of that plane alone. Your first jumps are tethered, so you can't mess it up until they make sure you know what you're doing. God is with us. He promises to be with us, not to, to leave us alone, not to, to give us the scripture as an instruction and expect us to remember all of it our whole lives. He is near to those who call upon him. The Lord, Psalm 145, verse 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He has strength when we are weak and troubled and dismayed. Any school can teach our kids health and PE, how to run and play sports and live in a way that's going to make their, that they believe will make their bodies strong, but that strength will ultimately fail. It's only God's word that can give the strength of the promise of God, I will always be with you and strengthen you in all difficulties. And finally, verse 7, the Lord promises, as well as wisdom and strength, righteousness. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and such righteous judgments are, as, are all, as are in all this law, which I set before you this day? The justice of the world is simple. Do what is good, and you are good. Do what is evil, and you are evil. But the righteousness of God, the justice of God, is far greater than the justice of this world. For the righteousness of God is able to give righteousness even to sinners. Numbers 23-21 is a, a passage we've quoted before and one that's well worth noting and writing down and maybe even putting in your, on your fridge. Numbers 23-21, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. From a human standpoint, this verse is utter absurdity. This verse was spoken about the children of Israel as they were wandering in the desert for 40 years. And most of you remember the stories of the children of Israel wandering in the desert, how day after day they complained and rebelled against God, and God's anger came against them, and he punished them over and over again, even to the point where there was one time when God said to Moses, I'm going to destroy this wicked people, and I'm going to make a new nation out of you. And yet, despite all of that, here God says, what sin? I don't see any sin. There's no sin in these people. 
righteousness of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord, is so great that God can look at the nation of Israel and say, no, there is no sin in them. It's gone. God can look at us and say the same thing. The forgiveness of Christ covers completely the many, many sins which we do. So that we also, God says, I have not observed iniquity in Pastor Udy, in any of you. There is no sin there. Any school can teach our kids basic morality that Hitler is evil and Mother Teresa is good. It's only God's word that can give our children the righteousness which comes from Christ Jesus our Lord which covers our sin. You know, I once read an author that described a Christian school as a school like any other, except they also have Bible classes. I hope such a description is never accurate of our school. A Christian school is not one that just adds Bible classes to the curriculum, but one which fills every subject and every moment with the blessings that God promises here. It takes every word captive to Christ. As Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 10:5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Filling every moment with those blessings that God talks about here in our text. The law of God, which is a guide for us, warning us against destruction and problems and leading us in the correct path throughout our life. The promises of God to fill us and be with us and be near us each and every step that we take. And Christ, who is our righteousness from God. May the Lord grant that our school is one in which every moment is filled with this word in which God blesses with such grace and such blessings. Any school can teach the empty philosophies of men, but only God's word can give us Christ and all the blessings that come through him. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.